And welcome to Across Season 1. So on today's episode, I have Nyahan, also known as Thank God Herself. Hi. Hey, Nyahan. What's up? Do you want to talk a bit about who you are, what you do, what your sign is? Okay, so I'm Nyahan Tichimensen. Um, I'm a visual artist, recent graduate. You know, you know how that is. Um... And I'm a Sagittarius, big yes. Sag energy, you know. <laughs> That's me. I can go into my own nature chart if you want, but oh yeah, what's your moon? <laughs> what's your vibe? My moon is in Cancer. Really? Yeah, oh my Sag, my Sag sun is constantly fighting my. Cancer moon. Yeah, always. that's really soft. Yeah, I feel like when I was younger, I was like really a Sagittarius. Mm. Like I was very hardcore. I did what I wanted. Like now, I'm, I mean, the Sag, the Sag, the Sag is still there, but you know, my Cancer moon is very, very, you know, it's really there. Like mm. I be crying all the time, and I'm very emotional. And my rising is a Pisces. Very wow, scary. Oh my I hate gosh. it. I hate what? It. <laughs> that is like I hate the mean. fact that my rising is a Pisces, but Pisces are very scary people. Hey, I'm a Pisces. I know. <laughs> Pisces are scary, but you know, Charlie. Well, yeah, Sagittarius with a Cancer Moon and a Pisces rising. Yep, very wow. scary. <laughs> wow. I feel like that's like really soft. It is. But like hard appearing soft. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. People, you know, there are lots of people who think I'm like unemotional, which is very Sagittarius, like mm. very unemotional and like, you know, but I am not, I'm very much in tune with my emotions, um, you know, yeah. So, but I mean, in terms of adventure and all those things, yes, I'm a Sagittarius, but mm. The whole unemotional thing, I can't relate. <laughs> Do you know what your Mercury and Venus are in? My Venus, I believe, is in Scorpio. Ooh. I'm not sure about my Mercury. Probably Capricorn or something, but like I'm not sure. I have the app. Um, but I know my Venus is in Scorpio because Venus is like your femininity, right? Yeah, and also yeah. how you how you how you are in relationships, what you see mm -hmm. as beautiful. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> So do you Venus Which is Scorpio, also scary. <laughs> do you find beauty in like darkness? If that makes sense? Like do you find beauty yes, in like things that are like Definitely do. My mother is always fighting me over that. Mm. She said I need therapy because of the things that I find beautiful and like I love horror movies. I mm. cannot watch anything else. Really? Too slow and too boring. I am I terrified of horror movies. I love horror movies. I love prosthetics when it comes to horror movies so so amazing but my mother she thinks i need therapy she says something's wrong with me this is how serial killer starts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally horror movies like 
they scam you. Have you watched Us? No. It's not Actually, that scary. I may have watched it. Wait. It really is not that scary. Oh, like the, the Jordan, Jordan Peele, Peele movie. No, no, no. I haven't watched it. I mean, Jordan Peele's horror is nice. It's it's really satisfying because it's not that scary. But it's also like this borderline real but creepy. Bear in mind that after watching us, I sleep with a friend that night. I'm scared for like a Don't week. Kill me. I'm serious. And it's not that scary. And I objectively know mm-hmm. from watching it. I knew it's like it's not like it's not but i think it's because it's just creepy you know there's there's horror that's gore and to me that's not that scary like you know cutting people's necks and things that's not that scary but when it's like a thriller those things yeah. are more scary to me because it's like this could be real yeah i was like, like what if i have hey, a tethered yeah what if there's somebody in my closet like right now exactly like even when I watched Get Out, I was not okay. Like, I was like, honestly, I live in Massachusetts. Yes, no, I do you. This would be happening right good. now. So, horror is not, it's not good for my spirit. But I, I do, I am, I'm fascinated by people who are able to, like, engage with dark um, things or, like, horror and, um, and even just, like, um, not even harsh, but like, just like, even like stuff to do with like the apocalypse. People who are, who are able to engage yes. with like realness. Yes, yes. I'm a Pisces, and I think part of being a Pisces <laughs> is living in a dream state. Right. So anything that is kind of can burst my bubble. Right, yeah, like, no, 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 no. I feel you. I mean, I would also say it's been it's been like something that i've learned i feel like that's my approach to life in general like i just i i kind of move myself from that state of like oh liking something versus not liking something to really just thinking about what is real what it Mm. is like you know just jumping out of that mind state because like you know like even like i've really entertained the thoughts of death a lot in my life Mm. like which is usually a scary thing because you can't imagine yourself not existing or whatever. Maybe, I don't know. You just, just fear of the unknown. But like, I don't know. I just try to move out that mindset where it's like being scared, not being scared, but just being like, this is the reality. Yeah. This is what something is. Like, it's not about liking it or not liking it or having a different plan. It's just a rite of passage or like, you know. And that's how I think about a lot of things like when it comes to like people are like hey i'm not scared of like different um or like or, or various spiritual practices and things like that and i'm like i'm not scared of them why should i be scared of them this is reality this is what it is it's not about being scared or not being scared or whatever this is very real yeah so to start off with we're gonna play a word association game and how that goes is I'll say a word and you say a word that it makes you think of and we'll okay. just go back and forth until somebody stops. So it's really just think okay. as quick as you can. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I will begin um, with black, white, red, blue, yellow, green, <laughs> orange, apple, Fruit. Kiwi. Eve. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Bible. Religion. <laughs> True. False. <laughs> <laughs> um, prophets. 
Obinim. I think yeah, that's, that's so a good bad. place. <laughs> I did not yeah. I, I don't know why it doesn't have been names. We had a conversation about him recently. That's why mm. me and my grandmother. <laughs> yeah, I stalled. I stalled. That's a good place to end. How was your weekend? It's been good. What did I even do on the weekend? I don't even remember. Oh yes, I went to this party at local house that my friend invited me to. Mm. Yeah. It was actually really nice. Um this guy was DJing on Instagram he's called Cozy Shit. Oh yes. I don't know his real name, David. but I forget to him a couple of times. Okay, yeah. Um the guy who invited me was Arinze. He's Arinze. Like I heard his friends call him Patrick, so I guess call Patrick. Mm. But yeah, he invited me to this party. Um so yeah, it was fun. It was nice. And then after that I went to France back with my cousin. Mm. My cousins and my sister. That was nice. How has being back in a crowd been? It's been honestly, it's been great. Like, I mean, a mix of good and bad. I, I have, I had to like, you know, confront, you know, the bad things that I left behind here too. Mm. But it was, it's, it's been nice. Like when I first got here, I had my coconut water. Yes. Chalet, like in New York, <laughs> a coconut is like six dollars for one. It's like why? I mean, six dollars not a lot, but for coconuts, I yeah. Come on, Kube, six dollars. Six dollars. When he is like, I mean, it's it's become expensive here to two CDs now, but still, I mean, it's way cheaper than six dollars. Um, so I had my coconut water. It's just nicer. Like I don't know. I'm just the food. I'm eating like a king every day. I'm eating this a new dish, banku, a banquet, something like. Whereas when I was in New York, I was just eating rubbish. Like, mm. you know, I wasn't really eating good. But yeah, that's been a good part of being in Accra. Also, seeing my family, my grandmothers. Yeah, that's been great. Yeah. Speaking about going back, if we went back to, you know, before you left in New York, before you went to our school, how did you get into art? Was it something you grew up with? Yeah, it was something I grew up with, definitely, because my grandmother my my family has generally been really into art my mom collects a lot of art from Ghanaian artists particularly um and she's always been interested in that like she would she would buy us paints and like do these craft things with us and let us paint like flower pots or she she got me this book once that you could like it teaches you how to create different things and um, my dad's first cousin, who we're very close to, shout out Auntie Nanamu. She she is an artist as well, and we were close to them growing up. She was also my art teacher in GIS. So you know, the arts has always been around. My grandmother's sister, my grandmother is from Trinidad. Her sister lives in Trinidad and is a batik artist in Trinidad. So she would always send us batik dresses made out of the cloth that she had handmade in her backyard and she's exhibits around the country and in different places um so yeah we're always we always grew up with with you know art as like a very prominent thing my my mom's brother is also an artist mm. he does batiki paints extremely talented um so yeah it's always been something that we've been around my parents really encouraged it my older sister too was very good at us. Rachel, mm. shout out. Yeah, she's very talented at painting and drawing. So it's always been a thing with us. Yeah. 
and having that parental support do you think it made it easier like when you when it came to pursuing uh like in school and going forward professionally um definitely because um i feel like it's just important to have support from your home mm. when because I, I i mean i see the difference in like um different fields right where people who have supports have a good support system and how they function versus people who don't um it's much harder where you don't because you know you just you may feel like you're like nobody believes in you and you can't really achieve much with my family they always they never they never um not encouraged me to be creative or to create or to paint or to make art like my parents never screamed at me for putting paint on the floor or like obviously it was it wasn't something they wanted to they liked but like it wasn't they wouldn't discourage me from doing it like okay now you're banned from doing this or whatever it wasn't that kind of situation um i definitely felt very encouraged they always never failed to remind me of how good my work was um all my family members and yeah i think that was very important for me and also going into the the field like as a professional um just knowing that the field is very broad and you know what I've been exposed to may not necessarily be all that there is so that was also important to keep in mind and yeah it definitely etched me on how would you describe the art that you make oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know how to describe it because you know sometimes Please, people have described my work for me, and I'm mm. just like, oh, that's what you think. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, I don't really know because I've been through such a long, windy journey in this whole art thing. Like, from when I was younger, I was a very obedient art student. Mm. That was the only space that I was very obedient. Every other space, I'll do what I wanted. Like everybody knows. Everybody went to school with me knows that. I was never paying attention in class, hardly ever. Um, probably when I grew, when I was about 17, 18, I was a bit more calm. But like when I was like 11, 12, growing up, I was very um, excited and I couldn't pay attention. I couldn't, I just couldn't focus mm. like that, you know, in class. And, um, but in my arts class, that was where I really focused. That was where I really was obedient which is weird because as eventually that same as thing taught me to disrupt mm. and not be obedient so it was kind of crazy like but obviously when you're learning affairs you know i don't know with something that i loved i brought that very positive energy to the space and was very you know obedient i listened i tried to imitate you know all those things that art actually i feel like now my practice is kind of like veering away from but that, that's how i was in class um yeah i'm not sure how to describe it but i my do work? definitely yeah. Well, yeah that was the question how to describe my work yikes <laughs> no, no, <that's> funny. <laughs> <laughs> but i do get what you're saying about disrupting and i think it is disruptive in like the best way possible even with the way that you blend mediums and you blend like images it feels very like 
What's the word? Kind of like I'm in somebody's head and right. they're seeing a lot of things and it's all yeah coming together. It's right. a very colorful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I love. I really love color. And I like that you're saying that it also speaks to the part of your spirit that is also non-conforming and mm-hmm. likes to move in its own way and that's something that i've always admired about you was that Thank fire you. and so it makes so much sense that you're a sagittarius <laughs> actually in retrospect <laughs> but i was wondering how did you cultivate that kind of um like ability to be true to yourself because it's hard especially yeah, in ghana yo, to like do your own thing especially when you're young hard, and like, a girl it's hard but it's easy at the same time i don't know how to explain it I feel like it really came from home as well. I, 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 I think I owe this kind of freedom that I have to be myself to my parents a lot. And my environment, not just my parents, because I grew up with a lot of people being around, not just my nuclear family. I had my parents' siblings around. My grandmothers were very, extremely present in my life growing up. My sisters, my cousins, distant cousins that I grew up with, like, you know, so there have been a lot of influences here and there, but like, I would say mostly my, my, my family, my grandmothers, my dad, my mother, they never, they never discouraged me. I never felt like, you know, obviously families tell you off. They tell you what you're doing is wrong. Everybody has their own beliefs, but I never felt so discouraged, you know, like Mm. I didn't feel not supported i didn't feel i didn't ever feel like i couldn't be myself that even though myself was sometimes a lot for the people around me growing up i didn't feel like i couldn't i couldn't express myself i couldn't speak i couldn't tell people how i felt you know so i was always i feel like growing up i was always whether i don't know whether i was given that space or i took that space on my own but i always made sure that i was expressing myself and people around me knew how I felt and knew how their actions had affected me in a good way or a bad way. I was very, always been very vocal um, about things. So, yeah, like, I think, I think, like, I owe, like, that kind of spirit a lot to my, to my parents. And also, like, just growing up and just being a thinker. Um, I'm kind of, like... People think, um, because I talk a lot, I may be, you know, very active or jittery in a space or, like, very... I, I'm also really in my head a lot at the same time. Mm. Um, so, like, I usually... I think about a lot of things. Like, I remember one of the... I remember becoming aware of my existence, <laughs> literally. Mm. You know how when you're growing up, you don't even know... You're just chilling, like... Yeah. You don't even know... You literally are not a sentient being in a way because... You're not, you, you, I remember I was about probably 10 years old and I was like, wow, I exist. Like, I am here. I'm present. Like, what does that even mean? Like, to me, and I would say words. Like, I'd be by myself and I'll start, I'll say like a word, like when, when, when. And I'll repeat it multiple times just to understand, like, where's this word even from? Why do I even, like, huh? So, like, even from that age, I was really questioning. And I know there's a lot of, it's, it's something that a lot of people go through eventually. Some people go through it earlier than others and like become aware of their existence and start to question their existence. I feel like I went through a mini existential crisis when I was like 10 years old and then I went through a bigger one a couple of months ago. 
Mm. Yeah. So like, it's always about like, I don't know when I began to question those things and everything just started to click, like eventually over the years that nothing makes sense. There's no reason why I'm here. I have to make a reason for myself. I, you know, like people put political structures in place to make sure that you follow, you can be a sheep and just follow what they are saying and be obedient. So if I don't, like nothing is going to happen to me if I don't obey this social rule or this structure. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Come, like, will you kill me? No, like what are you going to do? Like, you know, so very little things that, um, I mean, now I kind of take for granted because it's obviously become a staple thing in my character, but like before things that I would really think about or um, I don't know, like be scared to do or something. You actually think about it and I was like, nothing actually matters and nobody really cares. Like just do what you want. Yeah. That is very affirming to think of. I like to remind myself all the time that right. nothing like, really matters. That you have to remind. <laughs> and, I, and I guess it's not something that ever just clicks and is like, that's how you move from now on. It's yeah. a practice. Um, my aunt is also a Sagittarius. Jillian, shout out. She's my cousin's mom. Mm. <laughs> um, she's also a Sagittarius. And she's also one of the people who just like listening to her and like looking at her lifestyle um teaches me how to practice that fearlessness and practice being true to yourself and being honest with yourself and just you know being who you are totally mm. without any like apologies nothing like it's really a practice it's not something that you just wake up and you think oh i have to love myself and care about you know like and then all of a sudden boom no it's you, it's a practice you have to you take risks, you do things, you you really have to build yourself in that way. Yeah. How have people influenced that journey of like building yourself to be who you are? Do you feel like they're people who you've grown with or? Definitely. Yo, like, they're definitely people that I've grown with. Like, I have to give this person their special section of this talk. Um, that is my my girl, my guy, my babes, Toyosi. Mm. Honestly, she was really a shifting, like, a turning point in my life and my life journey in general, especially being fearless. And, like, I know we've both helped each other in that way, but she's been extremely um, significant in my life, especially in my college. I met her in college um, first year, and our friendship really grew organically. And now she's like one of my closest friends ever. Like she's actually my closest friend. Like mm. I don't I don't have anybody that I'm as close to as her. Um and yeah, like she's been a very important part, like like a very important part in like who I am today and like how I got here and all those things. Like she's extremely fearless. She does whatever she wants. She like she always, like, we don't, we, we always remind each other that nothing actually matters. And, like, and it's not just, like, people who, obviously from social media, people just see us playing around together or, like, fooling about or, like, bleaching our eyebrows or dyeing our <laughs> hair or, like, you know, you know, people just see us doing all kinds of crazy, quote-unquote, things together. But we actually have a lot of heart-to-heart conversations. And when, like, speaking to her, I feel very heard. You yeah. know, I think that's so important with people to have people around you that 
that make you feel heard and that listen to things that you're saying and don't just um, brush them off or like you know undermine everything you're saying or make you feel bad about yourself or whatever like um, there are certain things I can really just express myself to without feeling like being judged or like anything like that you know what I'm saying so yeah I think that's been very important for my mental health having someone like here around and it's and it's always been a two-way stream like it's never been oh I'm taking 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 so much from her and not and we she's not getting anything from me it's always been that two-way thing and you know and it's that kind of understanding that even in times where I cannot give like we still understand each other in that way or times that she can't give or whatever um yeah shout out to AC <laughs> yeah, community is so important. I think having people that make you feel heard, make you feel seen. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the best version of myself exactly. when I'm with exactly. people that are on the same wavelength exactly. as me. Facts. And like pushing Big me. Ass facts. Big and ass I don't even facts. realize in the moment that I'm yes. being pushed because it just yes. feels so natural. Exactly. You know, it's like, why wouldn't you be this version or why wouldn't you do these things? And. And I think even having, like you were saying, that being able to share like power with someone who it it can it feels like fearlessness and feels mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, just this unquestionable vim. Exactly. <laughs> no facts. Big facts. Like I felt like I don't know anything. I was scared to do. I'll go to her and she would ginger mm. me. Like yo, or. The other way around, she come to me. I don't know. What to do. I'll be like, yo, nobody actually cares. Just do this or don't do that or whatever. Like, it's it's a great support system. Like, honestly, yeah. Do you feel like what you prioritize building support systems like everywhere that you go? Or huh, this is a hard one because, like, I don't know. I don't know if I... I don't think I prioritize it. Well, obviously, if I don't think I do, I don't. But, like, with with Toyosi, it was just so organic. Like, nothing was forced. I didn't feel like I was trying to hang out with her. It's almost like the universe just allowed us to be friends, like, mm. and become this close. Like, it wasn't anything that was so conscious that, oh, my God, I need to be friends with her because of this, or she's the only person around. Because I could have been friends with so many other people, but... Clearly, the universe didn't wanted us to be friends because that was my very close friend. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I prioritize it so much because I'm also good at keeping friends. I think. I think I'm pretty good at keeping friends. Yikes. But yeah, like, but I don't know. I really don't know if I prioritize that. I, mm. I think I wish. I sh- I think I should. Because it really, it helps me. But at the same time, I don't know. If it's not organic, I just feel like it doesn't feel real to me. You know, like, yeah. if it's like, okay, I need to find a support system. Let me find a support system. Like, that wasn't the mentality that I had when I was moving to New York. I also had a great, good friend who was my roommate for two years over who was an amazing, and he's still my very good friend too. Um, I think that the only barrier between, like, Ora and I were great friends. We're still very close and everything. But what really helped with my friendship with Tracy is the fact that she's also um, she's also a woman. Yeah. Um, so that was a different dimension to our 
closeness as well. Obviously, there are things I can discuss with her that I may not necessarily feel comfortable discussing with Ora, but he remains my brother nonetheless. But, mm-hmm. you know, that was a, a different thing. And I also had a good, like, Tracy was my closest friend amongst a group of other women in New York who were very close to me as well and are still very close to me. TJ, Omotala, um, Doris. We hang out all the time. We go out, we chill together, talk on the phone, um, even if we can't hang out for long periods of time or whatever. Um, Yeah, and I think that was so amazing because I feel like that's the first time I've had just my female, like female friends. Yeah. Like, you know, women friends. It's been so amazing. They, two of them, Amosana and Tosi went to all-girls school. So they mm. kind of felt the benefits of having that strong femme support system. But for me, I'd been in a mixed school. I was a tomboy. I used to hang out with guys a lot growing up. Um, I, had a, I had a good amount of female friends, but I, was, I also used to hang out with guys a lot. And But like, now I don't even really have that many male friends or whatever. But like, yeah. That support system, I feel, is very important. Um, yeah. yeah, I um, have slash, you know, I was going to say had, but I'm going to say have because they're still there, just yeah. scattered. Right, right. Exactly. A really strong community. We were called, um, so the name changed over the years. Um, first, there was like a small group of, I want to say, like six people were called mm-hmm. um, Shoot Your Shot. And and that was actually because it started as a group chat to help one of my friends before she went on a date. Okay. So she started the group chat. In fact, we were scattered friends. Like I was friends with, let's say, like two people and friends with her, and she was friends with the like another two people. But we, me and that person were roommates. Me and Michelle were roommates, so both Ghanaian, Mm -hmm. and she was going on a date. And so we made a group chat to discuss, like, <laughs> you know, like, what's the move? Yeah, like, what's the move? What this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's why it's called Shoot Your Shot. And then um, it just kind of built, it, it, it kept on building from that. I feel like what I like to call um, networks of care, where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I care about this person and they care about this person. So then we all become we, friends. Exactly. And so people started living as it goes. People started living with this person mm-hmm. and start becoming take a class with that person. And it grew to a community of three. I'm um, thirteen. I was gonna say three. <laughs> thirteen um, <laughs> women. <laughs> Don't you mean? And nine of whom like lived in a house. Nine black women in a house called Coho. And then there were three of us in another house. We were one, one, two, Frederick, and then Sarah, who lived off campus but would commute. And so all together we were like one, one, hora, mm-hmm. and we just got up to shenanigans, yeah. like just shenanigans. And Ew. that was just—it was my first time having a huge intentional community i feel like i've had i've definitely had community like in high school and i've I've had smaller um communities but one that was so that had grown i think over the years and i think it was a part of it us being old enough to be what's the word like we were away from home mm-hmm. very far mm-hmm. from home right and needed a family exactly. and so gravitated towards each other and since I've graduated, I've 
I've like been trying to build community, but I quickly realized that that's not what it has to look like. And that was also very specific to being in college. Like I, I'm not entirely sure about, I mean, I hope so, but I'm not entirely sure about like having like 13 girlfriends, like in this current stage of my life, like how that would, form like, organically yeah. because also a huge part of college was the fact that we were all in the same place exactly and exactly. you know i lived what like at most 20 minutes from my people whereas now you know there's work and there's all exactly. of these things but i do still appreciate the power of community and i saw a tweet the other day actually by um cozy shirt mm -hmm. talking about how being an artist is a very lonely work Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. how he wishes that there was more community um, aspects to it. And that's something that I have been thinking about is collaboration and about community building post-grad and, right. and also how to build community in um, work. And I was wondering if that's something that you have experience with or have thought about since that you've also graduated yeah, so um, it's also been a challenge for me. That's definitely been a challenge, especially moving away from... So, Toyosi and I are not just um, very good friends, but obviously we also want to work together. We also feel like we have a future together in our crafts and everything that we're doing. So, it's not like, oh, we've left. I've left New York or... We, you know, we're still in this weird transition of our lives that we don't really know what's next or we haven't really settled anywhere per se or settled down with anything. We still, um, we're still working together. We're planning things together, um, you know, and trying to like, we, we, we've, we've, we've accepted that we have to be in each other's future, um, you know, and that's just the way it's going to go. Um, but like, so we are still we're still in contact a lot, discussing different plans, also just discussing our lives, whatever. Um, but for me, I feel like sometimes I do need isolation mm. um, to do my work. Yeah. I really I really thrive of being alone when I'm working, um, and I feel like right now that is what I need because I've moved back home. I'm in a home with my family. Um, I'm kind of missing that, you know, alone time I had in New York where, you know, nobody's calling to go and buy this or go and get <laughs> this or do this or do that. You know, I'm kind of missing that alone time and just me deciding what to do with my time with no interruptions um, and so on. So right now I'm really, I really crave that kind of isolation. Like, but I think that can still be, you know solitude within community at times like you know you have a community doesn't mean that you're with them every day or like you do every single thing together um but i feel like in ghana there is community i just feel like it may have been built built and kind of like solidified already and i have just mm. come so it's like now me navigating okay who could be my good friends here because i also i mean i grew up in ghana i have good friends but you know with distance and time yeah. you draw apart and that community just kind of collapses or i was in boarding school for instance we are no longer in that space so that community 
it's still there but it's not we don't have to wake up and look into each other's eyes every day you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's not there like exactly what you were saying um but i don't know i feel like for now i'm just giving myself time to to build that community slowly i think it's going to come eventually i'm going to find my my tribe eventually um yeah but right now i'm enjoying you know the solo runnings yeah <laughs> yes i'm excited to see what what comes of it yep 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 also i wanted to ask about the name thank god herself is it from beyonce's is it girl yes okay yes yes so that name in particular i i changed my name to that a couple of years ago i just can't i can't remember when but it was a couple of years ago probably about three years ago i want to say um three or four years ago i changed my name to that um, it was from the Beyonce song. And I used, I found it so interesting, like, why she was saying that, like, does it even make sense? So I started Googling and I realized that it wasn't really quoted in much place, in many places. So I, it just sounded really cool to me because, like, I was also at that point where I was questioning, you know, religion and spirituality a lot. And, but really it had nothing to do with that. It was more so about, um you know just understanding your power and like obviously it's irony like you know god is usually referred to as a man or like him he um but it was interesting to to me it just repre- it just represents tapping into your power to create the world for yourself and understand and and you know interpret things the way you want so in that, I'm referring to God as a woman, as, a, as opposed to a man. Not necessarily saying that God is a woman or anything, but just, you know, just exercising my power and my um, decisions to to navigate the way the world the way I want. You know? Yeah, yeah, I love that name. Thank you. I also love that song. Don't hurt yourself. I know. Oh my I god! I think Beyonce needs to release a rock album. Honestly, and that song <laughs> we need an extended version. Like because I'm like something wow. that's ten minutes long or something. Because that short thing is not cutting. It's I so think. powerful. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa! It's gonna fight. Yeah. <laughs> when I hear that song, I'm ready to fight. Yep. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but thank you so much for coming to talk to me today. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed hearing you chat about your art, about what community means to you, about your natal chat. (laughs) (laughs) Very, you know, important information. Exactly. Everybody should ask their mom what time they were born and do their birth chat so you can learn about yourself. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you too, yeah. so happy to have had Nyahan on Accra speaking about her art her journey to becoming not becoming because I mean you always are but to owning herself as an artist and her path so 
To close off this week's episode, I'm going to be sharing a little tarot knowledge. I pulled a card in relation to Nyahan in our conversation, and I got the Page of Swords. The Page of Swords shows a person. Well, I have the traditional Rider Waite deck, so that that's the card that I'm describing. It shows a man holding a sword to his right. He's standing on top of what looks like a hill. The clouds in the background, and it's like a very um. If you've seen the Disney movie Brave, just a very um. It's almost like a battle pose, but there is no immediate sign of danger or any threat. So what the Page of Swords card makes me think of is precision. In creating your own path, the importance of knowing what it is that you want, so that when you get it, you can recognize it, but also so that you can work towards it. We talked a lot in our conversation about what it even takes to be able to see all the different ways of living and decide for yourself what life should look like for you. That is quite difficult, and I think it does take an element of precision. And knowing and confidence in yourself that the Page of Swords is pulling us towards. I hope that makes you think. I'm Yade, and until next time, take care of yourself. This has been a Gold Coast Report production.